following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, March 13, 2022, on the basis of Jeremiah 26, verses 8 through 15. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. It's a scene straight out of any TV crime drama. A criminal is dragged into the interrogation room and slammed into his seat. A few tense moments pass, and then the police detective bursts into the room. He stalks around the room angrily and paces back and forth before finally slamming his fist down on the table, and he says to the criminal, we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. Of course, what he means by that is that the criminal has a choice. He can take option one, the easy way. He can cooperate with the investigation. He can give up his accomplices. He can give the police all the information they might want. In that case, they'll go easy on him. He'll have less pain and suffering. Or the criminal can take the hard way, option number two. He can resist the investigation. He can be uncooperative. He can make things hard on the detectives, in which case, they will do their best to make things hard on him. The detective's message is obviously that the criminal should take the easy way if he wants to avoid suffering, if he wants to avoid pain. It's a scene made for television. It's a little bit dramatic, but there's a kernel of truth in this picture. It's this. We don't like pain. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to cry. We don't want to go through loss or tragedy. If we had our choice in life, if we had it our way, our lives would be the easy way. They would be peaceful and comfortable rather than tragic and hard. And it's tempting as Christians to think that because we're Christians, because we believe in God, because God is on our side, we have some sort of shortcut to a a less painful life. We might think that being a Christian guarantees us some sort of comfort, that God will never let things get too bad for us, that even though he'll let some suffering and some sadness into our lives, he'll keep away true tragedy, true disaster, and true destruction. But today, our God shows us that the Christian life is no guarantee of a pain-free life. Christianity is not a shortcut to the good life. In fact, faith may often cause us to suffer. Today, we'll watch God's people as they face destruction and disaster will weep with the prophet Jeremiah as he faces hardship and loss. And yet, even as Christians weep, even as Christians mourn, we are not alone. In sorrow and sadness, we have a God who is determined to comfort us, determined to love us, determined to bring us home to glory. Today, we find the prophet Jeremiah standing on trial, waiting for a sentence to see if he will live or die. Jeremiah is standing on trial because of his message, because of the message that God sent him to preach to his people. As the people of Judah were gathered together in the temple of Jerusalem for worship, Jeremiah stood up and preached his sermon. But his sermon wasn't a message of hope. It wasn't a message of peace. It was a message of condemnation. His message was clear. Disaster was coming. A nation was rising in the north. They would send their armies. Their armies would surround Jerusalem. They would tear down the walls. They would burn down the temple. 
they would destroy and slaughter. God's people, God's city, and God's temple would all be destroyed. The moment Jeremiah's sermon came to an end, the people, the prophets, the priests, they crowded around Jeremiah. They seized him and they threatened to put him to death. They hated Jeremiah's message. And that's why we find Jeremiah standing on trial, his life on the line. The charge against Jeremiah was simple. The people could not actually believe that this message came from God. They were God's chosen people. Jerusalem was God's chosen city. The temple was the very place where God had chosen to place his name. Why would God destroy his own people, his own city, his own house? The people couldn't believe it. And yet, years later, Jeremiah's prophecies came true. The Babylonians rose up in the north. Their armies came down to Jerusalem. They surrounded the city. They pulled down the walls. They burned the city down. They burned down the temple. And as God's people wept and mourned, they were carried off into captivity. This tragic story of God's people is a sobering reminder that Christianity is no guarantee of a good life. Even though God is on our side, even though we are God's chosen people, there is no guarantee of an easy or a comfortable life. There is no guarantee that all things will go well with you. There is no guarantee of a full retirement fund or financial security. There is no guarantee of happiness, of a perfect family, of a good marriage, of life on a platter of smooth sailing. As Christians, we don't have these magical bubbles around us that protect us from all of life's problems. Natural disasters, sickness and cancer, disease, personal tragedy. They don't care whether you're a Christian. They target unbelievers and Christians alike. The reality of life is that it's hard. The reality of life is that we go through hardship and suffering. And becoming a Christian doesn't change that reality. Becoming closer to God doesn't make our life easier. In fact, it might even make your life more difficult. Just look at the life of Jeremiah, God's own prophet. Jeremiah is often called the weeping prophet. He wept because of the terrible message that he brought. He wept because of the destruction and disaster that he witnessed. And he wept because of the terrible suffering that he himself endured. Jeremiah was God's own prophet, one of the very people closest to God, and yet the message that he brought, the message of God, didn't bring him happiness, it didn't bring him glory, it didn't bring him fame, it did the opposite. It made his life worse. It brought him hatred, it made him enemies, it left him friendless and alone. Today we find Jeremiah standing on trial, his life on the line, but this was not a rare occurrence for Jeremiah. When you read his story, you see that his entire ministry, his life was always under threat. His family tried to silence him. His own people called for his blood and threatened to kill him. Later on, we read that the rulers became so fed up with Jeremiah that they threw him into a pit and left him there to starve and to die. And Jeremiah sunk into the mud by himself all alone. But even more tragic than what happened to Jeremiah were the results of his message. He spent decades preaching to God's people, and yet no one listened. He called them back to repentance, and they refused. He spent his entire life shouting into the wind, and his message fell on deaf ears. 
And yet through it all, he remained faithful. He kept preaching the word to the people who hated him, to his enemies, and to the people of God who were left behind after the destruction of Jerusalem. And the question should be asked, why was Jeremiah so faithful? Why was he so determined and stubborn to walk this path? Why was he determined to remain faithful to a God who had seemingly abandoned him, who had seemingly abandoned his own people? And the question should be asked of you and me as well. Why do you remain faithful to a God who doesn't make your life better, who doesn't move the needle in life, who doesn't even promise to take away life's problems? Why should you remain faithful to a God who has seemingly abandoned you, who doesn't even seem to care about you? In a world full of suffering, in a life full of tragedy, it feels as if God has wound us up and put us back in a box and left us on the shelf and forgotten about us. And yet this picture of a cold and detached and uncaring God is so far from the truth. As Jeremiah wept as he endured suffering, as he and the people of God wept and mourned as they looked over the city of Jerusalem and the ruins, they were not alone. God was weeping too. In tragedy and suffering and life, we have a God who weeps and mourns with us because we have a God who knows us intimately and completely. He knows more than just the facts. Yes, he knows the number of hairs on our head, but he knows our hearts. He knows what keeps us up at night. He knows our fears. He knows the suffering that we've endured. But our God is determined to do more than just weep with us. He's determined to comfort us. He's determined to love us. He's determined to give you and I peace. And in our Savior, Jesus, we see God's determination to make you his own. As Jesus looked over the city of Jerusalem, he knew what was waiting for him. Humiliation, abuse by his enemies, suffering, and finally, a gruesome death. The people warned him that his life was in danger. The disciples tried to convince him not to go. They tried to make him swerve from the path. But Jesus was determined to go. He would not take a shortcut. He was determined to walk the path in front of him. He was determined to be abused and humiliated by his enemies. He was determined to wear the scarlet robe and the crown of thorns. He was determined to take the, the nails and to be hung to the cross. He was determined to suffer and die because our God was determined to love you, determined to save you, determined to give you peace and everlasting comfort. Our God was so determined to make you his that he gave up his own life, his own blood, his own son to give you eternal life. And the God who is so determined to make you his has promised that Jesus' story will become our story. Our lives will mirror our Savior's. And that means that, yes, in this life we'll face tragedy. In this life we'll face sadness. We'll weep like Jeremiah. We'll suffer like our Savior. Our stories will end the same way that all stories do here on earth, six feet in the ground. But as we journey through this life, we are not alone. The God of comfort walks with us. He promises that he knows our stories, he knows our steps, he knows what happens and what will happen next. 
He promises that every bump, every tear, every sorrow in this world has a reason. And he promises that he will guide us to our heavenly home. And that's the comfort that you and I have as Christians. It's this comfort that the God of comfort is the one who guides us. Our glory is not found in this life, but in the life to come. Today and these days are the days that are hard, but soon the easy days will come, the days of gladness and everlasting joy. But until that day, Jesus leaves us with these words. Don't be afraid. Be faithful. Be determined. The crown of life, the crown of glory awaits. Amen.